Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Viewer discretion is advised. Your fave will be criticized. That's Chad. That's Chris. And welcome to CCTV, the nonstop pop show. And today we'll be discussing Step 7 studio album, What the Future Holds, Part 2. If you're wondering who we are, <laughs> Shan and I have a huge range of experience in the music industry, from performing on stage and recording in the studio to working with artists and artist management and record labels. So we analyze artists and their music from both the creative and business angles. Yes, and Steps is a British co-ed group that will be celebrating the 25th anniversary very soon. So we're excited that they're back again and releasing new music after less than a year, which is more than a lot of our faves or a lot of your faves have been doing, people just saying. So if you haven't checked out our review of the first part of What the Future Holds, make sure to check it out. And also be sure to give us a like and a subscribe if you've made it this far in the video because it would really help us out. Yes. All right. So part two of what the future holds is continuing the trend of the one foot in the past and one foot in the future concept because steps have continued to develop their niche in pop music um, by embracing their kind of dance pop 90s sound, um, but also exploring how to push those boundaries, working with some new songwriters. So it's awesome to get another new album. Indeed. And so we will now go track by track and discuss the production, vocals, and lyrics to give our rating for each song. So the first track on the album is Take Me For A Ride. And this was written by Mark Topham and Carl Twig and produced by The Alias, which I believe they did all the album or at least most of the album. And this is the lead single from the album and is a mid-tempo 80s inspired track, which laments over a lover's habit of gaslighting and taking a stand against the mess. <laughs> yes, the mess. Um, and I'd also like to note that Mark Topham and Carl Twig are awesome songwriters and they wrote some <laughs> of Steps' best tracks, including one for Sorrow. So I'm very excited that for they have, they're back together. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, me being like a, a definitely a brand new fan or at least a brand new listener, I can say that I like See, I know that one. So, you know, they definitely mm -hmm. have a good track record with this group. And I love the intro on this one. It's a simple melody intro with some classic drum machine beats and then twinkle and then a cymbal crash. And yes. that's where the attitude comes in. And that's what, you know, gives me the 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 idea that the song is a little bit sentimental as per usual, but also has a little bit of like, hey, listen, I'm tired of your crap. You know, so <laughs> Claire and Faye's voice in that first voice, uh, first verse, excuse me, is very low and it gives me glowering. You know, you looked me in my eyes and you said that you were only friends. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like we all know what that's like to some degree. Like maybe someone's not actually like cheating on you, right? But you just know to some degree, it's like, why are you lying right now? Please don't do that. I don't like when you lie. Uh, so I definitely like that kind of tone that they took with this song because the songs I've heard 
thus far have been very much like I love you I love you you love me let's work it out and this one's like this is not working mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like this um and I love the the responses to Claire's vocal prompts and during Lee's pre-hooks they're like dazzlingly haunting they're high and they're like echoes of like a conscious um and um Lisa's higher vocals there definitely definitely were more catchy to me in those certain sections Mm -hmm. and the second verse definitely follows the same structure with H and Lisa leading the charge but one thing I wish really wish that the song had was an actual bridge instead of just like the laser beam-esque synth Mm -hmm. section you know but that's just me yeah that's fair (laughs) yeah um I really like this one I think it feels like a very natural progression from the older stuff like Mm -hmm. deeper shade of blue etc like it feels like a a nice progression of that it it still kind of keeps that classic sound but the production is it's a good hybrid of like 80s and modern I think Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and the whole 80s thing is kind of in right now anyway so um Yeah. yeah I think I think the whole production is just very yeah it sounds really nice and full um, and I think mm-hmm. that just the chorus melody in general, it's just a very pleasing like note progression. Um, yeah. Like it, like it's called Take Me For A Ride. Like it, it it's like, it's Definitely very smooth. Does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's fun to sing along to. Um, and I agree. I think the the pre-chorus with the boys singing their little, their little part with like Lisa doing the high parts. That's my favorite part. I, I, yeah. I enjoy that back and forth for sure. Um, mm-hmm. And then I have to say for this song and pretty much the whole album, the mixing the vocal mixing is done very yeah. well. They've really oh, yeah. figured out how to um, have all the harmonies layered in very clearly. You can yes. hear the group as a whole and they take full advantage of the fact that they're co-ed, that yes. they can do the octaves, that they have kind of all these different tones and it just sounds really nice um, right. in this song right. and throughout the whole album. So I'm going to not mention that every time, but yes. <laughs> um, I might. Yes. Um, what do you think of the music video? Uh, the video for Take Me For A Ride is definitely simple. Much like the video for Something In Your Eyes, this video was filmed on a white cyclorama or cyclorama, however you pronounce it. But the color that was provided was more like artistic lighting and some gopos, which are like stencils. Or if you guys see patterns or something like that in shadows, yeah. those are called gobos. Um, the group's dress is like very, very fashion forward with awesome silhouettes. I have to say some standouts were like Faye's operatic rose bonnet look. And H's skirt kilt situation. Yes. Uh-huh. I was like, come on. And the video really plays with the shadows and edits. And that's what gave the video more energy because after a while of just staring at the outfit, you're like, okay, what's next? But then they would feature Lee um, on opposite ends singing his part with Lisa doing her ad libs and giving you freaking face again. She gives good face. Lisa is always <laughs> so good on camera. She just turns it on. Um, oh, yeah, yes. I, I also, I was listening to an interview where I think I think it was Lisa who was like, you know, normally we have to look really happy and smiley in these music videos. And this <laughs> one, we got to look really moody. So it was just like, just yeah. something different for them to do where they could be very dramatic. <laughs> yes, um, indeed. And yeah, the choreography is okay. It's, it's very simple. Um, you could yeah, tell they it's, probably it's, didn't have much time to kind of, you get that together but I guess it goes along with the idea that it's just like a fashion like a fashion yes. film with a lot of posing and, and stuff so it's effective um I enjoyed watching it there's enough there's enough going on to kind of keep my interest indeed indeed yeah. I agree but I have to say like they are probably one of the groups that well into like their 80s if they still have the wherewithal and their uh, you know their um their faculties that they could get on stage and just start pointing like they always do because their handography unless it's just something really crazy like some whacking or something like that they will always always be able to kind of go back and just give you a, 
a hand here and a hand there and guide traffic. Whatever they need to yes. do, they could do it, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> I love that for them. Um, they definitely, definitely, definitely have that going for them vocally and just, you know, movement-wise, they'll age well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Definitely. And then now with all the ABBA technology, in like yes. 20, 30 years, we can just turn them into avatars. <laughs> <laughs> you said avatars or avatars? Like the well, the avatars are. I mean, they're specifically for them. So I guess these will be called something else. <laughs> oh, I like the avatars. That's cute. But again, they are the, the ABBA on speed. So this is, I would love to see them get immortalized through, through a digital form. I would love that for them, for real. Um, but yes, that being said, what do you rate this song? I give this one a 9.5. How about you? Not bad. I give this song a nine and if you're wondering 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 why it's because the second verse doesn't really do much (laughs) but yes i like the song (laughs) second on the album is heartbreak in the city single mix this song was written by stella atar and carl twig once again from the last track and as stated by h it is a song that describes how you're dying inside but just still want to dance your off <laughs> and this would be Steph's first collaboration as this single mix features Michelle Massage. I think I said Michelle, Michelle Massage. <laughs> so <laughs> Faye is a good friend of Michelle, and the collab came very naturally after she hosted an IG live. And a viewer mentioned that the acts should work together. So, Chris, mm-hmm. what do you think about this little situation? Yeah, I mean, we already talked about the song in the last review, and it was basically our favorite from the last album so I'm very glad that it was a single (laughs) and obviously it's so good they just had to put it on this album too I guess (laughs) Um, yeah um well obviously for this single mix um production wise Mm -hmm. before we talk about Michelle's parts I think production wise I like that the added stuff there's definitely just an added beef like there's more depth Uh there's some added bells I think there's some added synths in there Mm -hmm. um so yeah it just adds a little bit of energy and just adds a little more it's more dynamic, I guess, than the album version. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, what do you think about just the new production added? Um, it, it's cool. It's definitely cool. Um, like you said, I had to listen to it. I was like, what's the difference? Huh? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting to hear uh, at least a little bit of different accents here and there, because I think our biggest qualm with remixes nowadays is that the remix just has someone rapping or like just singing on it and it's the exact same melody or something like that and the instrumentation doesn't change much really so I do appreciate that those accents and certain things were added um but what I will honestly say is that with Michelle on this I can't say I heard a difference maybe because I'm not like a a huge huge fan I couldn't I'm not able to dis, uh, distinguish the voices from each other but I have to say that because which is a good thing she blends right in right mm-hmm. the last thing the last thing I remember hearing from her was something she was rapping and it was a uh, it was soul system or for, I forgot soul something it was like s period oh period like the the group name is very just long-winded mm-hmm. and um she was rapping and uh, I was like, okay, Michelle. And I remember her being kind of compared to Madonna back in the day. So I kind of gave her a listen. I knew she could sing a bit, but I haven't heard her sing in a really long time. And then, you know, here she is. And I'm like, okay, where is she? I don't, I don't hear it. Watch the video. <laughs> and then there she was. And I was like, oh, that's the part she's singing. 
yeah, what about yeah. you? Were you like cognizant of who she was and what she did? She had yeah, I mean, obviously I knew who she was, you know, from Drag Race, but oh, yeah, I didn't really yeah. know what she did before that. Like, you know, it's a little before our time. Um, right, so I, right. I knew she was like in a girl group, but I, I never like listened to anything. Um, mm -hmm. So I was very pleasantly surprised by her voice. I, I agree. Right. She does blend in quite well um, mm -hmm. with them. And I think marketing wise it was a great choice to get her on that single it got mm -hmm. like i know a lot of people in the u.s especially who listened to it just because she was on it so just for mm -hmm. visibility purposes for steps that was a great idea that was right on yeah. brand uh so that was yeah. that was very smart of them to do um and i think my only thing with her i think they did a good job giving her the lines that she got um yeah. but i wish they had kept claire doing that last lead up in that bridge um, oh yeah, I think she yeah. has a stronger voice. Um, so she I does. just, so that's, she does I just wish that that was still there. So because mm -hmm. of that, I still prefer the steps only version. I think, um, uh, mm -hmm. but I like the added ad libs that Michelle does in the final choruses. I think I think that 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 a lot of them are are interesting and they're different from what I think any of the steps women may have would have come up with. So just to right. add a different flavor to it, I, I think was good. Um, right. What did you think of the music video then? <laughs> That video was like fabulously neon camp. Okay. Um, the the video seems to visually pick up from where what the future holds started. Like mm -hmm. and that surface tension broke. Oh goodness. <laughs> yeah. Still not over that line, but the surface tension has broken. And in the city of the city, the super camp friends step featuring Michelle Visage, a reformed supervillain, search for broken hearts. That or yes. she's just like the Professor X of them. I don't know, but that hair, it was giving me <laughs> yes. life. I was like, either she's a villain or she's like the leader of this, you know, super camp friends. And mm -hmm. the video starts, the video starts off with Lisa strutting onto the screen, surveying this brokenhearted city. And I feel bad that she wasn't really there, but she was giving you body yaddy while she was holding that. She was in the field. The rest of them were right. in the office. She's in the field, <laughs> like, I guess, yeah, doing stuff in person. <laughs> you can see her posing with the phone. Like she was like dispatching messages. She's sitting there. She's giving you a booty tooch. She's giving you legs. She's giving you body in that lab coat, okay? Um, she, was, she wasn't there to participate like physically, um, but kudos to the director for featuring and the editors for featuring her as much as possible because it did look really seamless you know she was on the yeah. field like you said um and when she dispatches this message so agent visage heads to heart heartbreak hq to begin the mission starting the song with that awesome iconic count five six seven eight and then the song comes in yes so like i enjoyed that for sure Sure. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure Lisa was annoyed that she wasn't allowed to fly back for this. I'm sure. Because um, I'm excited for when she finally gets to perform it. Because I don't think she's gotten to actually like do the dance routine and everything yet. Um, <gasps> no. So yeah, I was kind of. I, part of me was hoping that they would like somehow get her in there in the dance scenes in some way. Because right. we've seen that like right in like some K-pop videos and stuff. The super oh. imposing. Um, <laughs> But no, it didn't happen with this one. But like, I agree. They did a good job of making sure that she was still shown. But I think if I was yeah. like a new fan, I would be like, what is happening? Like, why is she <laughs> not in this, in the dancing? Like, is Michelle, and then Michelle's just like in the band. You know, like it was just yeah. like, it almost looked right. like Lisa was the feature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? It's fine. There's a pandemic going on. They did what they needed to do. True, true. I yes. um, I think this video was super cute. I love the little broken hearts popping up like little bat bat signals i was like oh my god and then lee mr lee affleck on the ones and twos in his little vr machine you know i don't know what the hell he was doing but he was doing it 
<laughs> he was doing he was I don't, what was h doing what was h doing i don't know it's like kind of like the guy like the scientist like in the in the lab i don't know <laughs> it, it's just a lot going on and again it was just neon camp goodness mm-hmm. um and uh i have to say that the the video <laughs> was great and kudos to miss Vistage for doing her thing with the dancing i didn't know she could move you know yes. so kudos to her I mean, yes. if you're going to be Steph, you got to step up. And she mm-hmm. did. So. Yes. And they did perform as well without Lisa, the, with Michelle. Ah. Um, and she did a great job. She sounded great. And, and she she kept up with the dancing as well. So good, good job, her. Michelle. I'm very curious if you're going to go on the tour. So maybe mm. if I get to go, we'll see. Maybe I'll get to see Michelle also. <laughs> so. Jeez. <laughs> All right. So I still give the song a 10 out of 10. How about you? Same. Unless I've changed my mind. I do believe I gave it a 10 last time as well. So this song is definitely a 10. Track three on the album is Wasted Tears. And this song was written by Christian Fest, Marta Growers, and Malin Johansson. I probably said that all wrong. Nothing has changed. <laughs> um, but they had done Don't You Leave Us Halfway on part one. And I wonder if we actually pronounced that correctly in that one. Um, <laughs> but Wasted <laughs> Tears. It runs that line of being this very melancholic track where it's sad, but also empowering and uplifting at the same time. So um, Steps love that. I feel like oh, they yes. have so many songs that, that do that. Um, this yeah. is definitely also one of those songs that it feels like it was written as a ballad, like on the piano or something. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Steps came in and put that dance beat behind it. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> and I turned agree. it into an anthem. So, yes. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Tearful> anthem. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, the song is very vulnerable, and the chords in the beginning have really remind me of like Rocky or something. It's dramatic. It's like doom, doom. I don't know why it just gives me eye of the tiger, but like maybe maybe like less like heart of the tiger. This is giving me heart of the tiger. Maybe mm. less Rocky, more eye of the tiger, heart of the tiger. Um, and it's dramatic and it fills a hopeful tone right away. The pulsing synths in the background really foreshadow a great buildup of the vocals from Faye and H up to the Claire right before that attention falls away. And then the whole group sings together and it's like, oh, okay. And it really tells a story and I really enjoy that because of it. Um, there is this low blowing sound in the mix, like maybe like less blow and more like a hollow wind in- in- instrument mm-hmm. but like it transition it comes in the transition between like the verses pre-hook etc like he goes hoof, 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 hoof. i sound stupid but it <laughs> but every time it comes i know that the song is going to change like vocally or like rhythmically in some kind of way and mm-hmm. then when the chorus finally comes it feels like an epiphany like all those wasted tears all the nights i cried to sleep oh my gosh, I wasted my time. And it's like a tearful celebration of understanding who you are. And this song I connected with like instantly. I'm like, I cried over stupid stuff. Why am I crying? Ah, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie though. I wish we would have gotten like a a sustained "Ah," at the end or something. Just, Mm -hmm. it's not just the ad libs. I'm not going to lie. But aside from that, the song gave me what I needed emotionally and like gave me the rising climax and then the climax and then the falling action, all that good stuff. It gave me all that. It told the story, but yeah. Yes, I agree. I think the build throughout the verses to the chorus and and the, for the first part of the song is done really well. I agree. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I just wanted a huge note. Because yeah. because the build was so good in the first part of the song, that build into the mm-hmm. final section then was kind of a bit of a letdown, I think, by the yeah. time we got to it. Um, yeah. And then also, I think, maybe a bit more added oomph to the final chorus as well, yeah. just to complete the build. Because 
because it was such a, a nice kind of up and down flow mm -hmm. throughout the first half of the song. And then it kind of just got stagnant by the end. So, um, yeah. yeah. Um, but other than that, though, I think it's a great track. It fits in really well with their back catalog. Um, mm -hmm. And I, yeah, I think it's a, it's a good addition to to their tracks. So what do you rate this one? Um, I will give this one a nine out of 10. What about you? I will match you with a nine. Fourth track on this album is A Hundred Years of Winter, again, produced by The Alias, written by Walter Afanasi, who wrote songs such as So Emotional and All I Want for Christmas, to name a few because he's freaking great, and Darren Hayes of Savage Garden fame, who wrote the title track for Steps, Tears on the Dance Floor album. And this track is a mid-tempo ballad-esque track. And 100 Years of Winter tells the stories of perseverance in a relationship against the threat of estrangement, which is really deep. I love that. You know, hold on to me because I will love you through whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. This is very dramatic. Although, can I just say first off, like Walter Afanasif, like after you write All I Want for Christmas, like you don't need to work anymore, man. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, yeah. All the memes about Mariah Carey, like, oh, every time winter comes around, no, think about Walter. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Walter then produced the song. How much He's making that too. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Um, people use Mariah Carey's voice, but they're using it. Ding, 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 ding. They're using mm -hmm. his bells yes. okay and whistles yes anyway anyway, anyway um so but i'm very glad that's awesome they got him to write that song um, sure. sure. i believe the song is actually going to be the next single um they haven't fully confirmed that but it basically looks yeah. like it's pointing that way and i completely agree this song is great um it's mm -hmm. very very dramatic and there's a haunting quality to it i think because yeah. it's about like this foreseeing of threat or turbulent time right yeah but again there's still a positive message to it like we're going to make it through this but then like 100 years of winter i mean it's like i don't know like game of thrones like winter is coming <laughs> i guess so it's just like very dramatic i especially love lisa that pre-chorus like Ooh. singing about winter like you just see yeah. her just like in the snow just like looking longingly at the sky i don't know it's just a, a you could just tell she was just being doing the most in the studio which is great when she was singing this <laughs> line um i also love that h is leading the chorus in this um mm -hmm. this he sounds very warm um the way they mixed it and it sits in a very comfortable part of his voice um yeah. like he's able to fully open open up yes in it. Yeah. um so he sounds really good um and lee sounds great on his verse as well so it's great that the boys kind of have a, a showcase for them mm -hmm. um yeah what do you think of the track uh the, the track is, is definitely like everything you said um and the song kind of reminded me of journey's separate ways um in the intro and like in the meaning like no matter what happens i'll be there hold on to my love you, mm -hmm. you know separate ways right too yeah love. yeah well, you know, so it has that kind of like that driving, you know, I'm trying to get to your love, but this one's a little bit more galactic in, in, in sense for me. I feel like, yeah. you know, maybe in a different galaxy, there's a planet made of ice and they're singing on it. I don't know. This is where my yeah, mind is, is going. Yeah, it's back to two the one. Like the That's steps right. need to do a full like Sailor yes. Moon-esque like space yes musical i don't know <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. but they but that's what the, the, the song just gave me that the dynamic range vocally just gave me what i needed where i'm feeling forlorn i'm feeling hopeful i'm feeling scared mm -hmm. and um and just because the song doesn't turn into like an epic hard rock anthem doesn't mean it doesn't develop in that same way that 80s ballads do just listen to that chorus it just drives so well and 
the song is more sentimental in tone, but it definitely gives that whole darkest before the dawn kind of feeling, especially mm-hmm. with the sunlights right around the corner. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yes, going somewhere. Um, I, I know it's a little bit strange to say, but the percussion of the song, even though it's like mixed pretty lowly, uh, it's interesting because it has clappy sounds and, and the beats make me want to whack, you know, start whacking or something like <laughs> <laughs> whacking about the winter that's coming. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sad. I'm gonna hit you with this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, production is great. The strings are beautiful. Um, yeah, the, the, that's the best part of the production for me, for sure. For sure. For sure. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. And then H finally gave me my sustained note that I've been waiting three songs prior. So H, kudos to you. And because y'all killed this song, your girl's going to give it a cold 10. (laughs) This is for sure a 10. I cannot wait for the music video. Please tell me there's a music video. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on to track five, which is Living in a Lie. And Carl Twig and Mark Topham are back. I love that they're writing so many songs for them. Um, and this <laughs> a very ABBA-esque track plays right into Steps Wheelhouse of Magical Melancholy. And this song describes a relationship of an ill-fated love over a sparkling dance production. And it's so Come good. On. Come on, sparkling. <laughs> Let's go. Yes. Very sparkly. It is very sparkly. <laughs> ABBA in general is very sparkly. So that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Um, this song sounds like the reality that sets in after the magic of something in your eyes fades away. It's like there is a- <laughs> yes, there is something in your eyes. Whoops, living in a lie. I was like, yes, because <laughs> I was listening to it. I was like. This kind of feels like the same thing, but the sequel is like, oh my God, he's so, this person, I will say he, this person's so perfect. Ah, actually, you kind of suck. Mm-hmm. But you know what doesn't suck? This song, okay? This song. I mean, I have scared of the darker, even tragedy in my mind with the, the strings mm-hmm. and the, the, the theatricalness of it all. Mm-hmm. But, 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 but I feel like, you know, the whole something in your eyes sequel makes a little bit more sense, especially since this is part two of what the future holds. And um, being a new slash casual fans, I hope you don't mind me saying, I hope no one minds me saying that this sounds like classic steps. It feels like classic steps. Am I mistaken? Not at all. Yeah. Thank Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, So yeah, it just, it just really just blows my mind. Like the violins create the tension and the high and lows accents make the song sound so dramatic and mysterious. And it makes me think, how the heck do writers come up with things like this? Like, how in the world do you make Phantom of the Disco a thing? I mean, uh, how? It was so good. I love it. It's so good. It's yeah. so good. Um, I think, yeah, going back to what you're saying, like there is an urgency to it. And I think yeah. you mentioned this in another song, but I also hear the kind of epiphany kind of idea mm. in this one too. Like they're like yeah. suddenly realizing, they're like, oh, I've been living in a lie. Like, right. I, yeah. I'm like, I'm realizing it right now. Like that's what <laughs> it feels like. Um, yeah. yeah. And also, we also love a key change. And this mm-hmm. song's key change is, is really smooth. They did a great job with this one. Um, indeed, so yeah, indeed. love the drama. This is great. Yes. <laughs> and can I just say, can I just say, Claire's vocals soar, okay? Like, the, ah, something about her voice, I can't even do, I can't even duplicate it because her voice, it just transcends like a regular belt. You could, you feel like this woman is, I don't know, I can't describe it mm-hmm. right now. Nothing's coming to my brain of how to describe it really well, but it's, her voice soars. I feel like she's a beautiful phoenix. And every time she opens her mouth, heaven comes out. So kudos to the song, awesome, awesomeness. Mm-hmm. But what would you what would you rate this song though? I'm going to give this one a nine. How about you? 
annoying. Why'd you dock a point? Um, you know, because I, I think I'm thinking of it like in all of Steps discography, oh, you know, okay. so it's up there, but it's not my favorite true. favorite. So, yeah. Oh, it's true. You know, it's funny. Even though I was questioning you, I also gave it a nine because it sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <It's... laughs> and I like to create some drama, you know, ooh, tension, CCTV crew B. Um, but, you yeah, know, I, I actually docked a point as well because it did sound like the minor version of something in your eyes yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> a million years is the sixth track on this album and it is a cover of swedish singer mariette song and was in the running to represent sweden in eurovision in 2017 the song represents a vow of everlasting love even if it's unrequited and it was written by jenny hansen joanna johnson mariette peter bostrom and Thomas Jason. And I must say that this song is the introduction of the drier half of the album. The melody is nice, but the top line lyrics were giving me till death do us part for better or worse, even if you don't want me. Um, and you know how I feel about Trap House anything. Um, I think it was just super yeah. saturated in, 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 in music for a really long time. So I'm kind of over it. And um, it, hearing it turns me off no matter what now. And um, it kind of just feels like a, a sequel to Clouds from mm -hmm. the first half of this album, the first part, excuse me. Mm -hmm. um, and Claire has mentioned that the song was something that fans probably didn't expect as it's more grown up and cool. I guess I'm not a fan of quote unquote cool because it comes across as boring. Um, the song was a little bit boring for me. And that's mm -hmm. what kind of bothers me about the soundscape of music at time, like at times, because pop and dance music isn't considered cool or whatever but like vocally they serve i mean they give you what you need they get yeah. what people are asking for um i guess because they're not mellow um whatever but i everyone's into vibes but i think their talent is a little bit it transcends a vibe and i feel like the song could have gone a little bit further especially with the dramatic nature of it i feel like they could have done something else a little bit different mm -hmm. what about you yeah, I agree. Um, I think the melody is is very pretty. Um, again, it, it's just like a nice like progression of notes that's just like flows very nicely. I think. Um, and I, but I agree. I, the tropical house production on this is it's, it's just okay um, because it was so saturated. We have examples of great versions of that and not as great versions of this, and this is just kind of in the middle, right? Um, and I think because, like you said, it was so overused a few years ago in 2017, right? Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah. it just feels old now. Like, it feels a little dated. Um, mm -hmm. But I do think it's an improvement on the original version of the track, which I guess is, you know, that's the goal with the cover. So I think at least mm -hmm. they accomplished that. And I do think Claire sounds great in this track. Um, she's using mm -hmm. a mix kind of pretty much throughout the whole thing. And it's just a very pretty tone. She manages to keep her voice very nice and full like all the time yeah. it's pretty amazing um yes but yeah also the lyrics it's just like like whether you're in or out i will wait a million years for you which <laughs> i don't love clingy people so this just gives me like you know clinger vibes so that kind of turned me off already um a little bit to be honest but yeah you know it's not the best song um i'm going to give it a 7.5 I'm going to give it a 7.5 too. Whoa, get out of my head. 
The seventh track on this album is Trouble and Love. And this one was written by Carl Ryden and Fiona Bevan, who had written Scared of the Dark and Neon Blue for the Tears on the Dance Floor album, which are both very good tracks. And this dance pop track is just very cheesy and playful. And it's about a very bad person that you want to have a relationship with, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Pretty pretty simple, pretty standard issue, right? (laughs) Um, So yeah, so I enjoy this one. Um, It is very like unashamedly cheesy. Like, I don't know about the chorus. It's just like, travel. I don't know. It's like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But I guess that just makes it fun, right? Um, And then like that whole like, love and trouble. I don't know. That like little... You know yeah. what I'm talking about? It's just like yeah. it's so it's yeah, kind of yeah. cringy, but it's also fun. I don't know. It's a, yeah. it's a weird line that this that this song is kind of on. I think, <laughs> um, but yeah. overall, I enjoy it. Um, and mm-hmm. I think Lee's lower octave chorus is the best part. I think. Yeah. Um, leading up to this again, very dramatic key change. <laughs> right, right, right. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead, Lee Affleck. If you don't know why I call Lee Lee Affleck, please watch our steps. <laughs> what's feature whole part one video and you'll find out why <laughs> but um yeah as you as I mentioned um that the group shouldn't worry about being cool this song came on um and it's not terrible it's not but the lyrics are a bit simple and I guess that's what the challenge is about singing about love um on an album there's only so much ways so many ways you can express it without sounding cliche no yeah uh and, and you look like trouble come get me in trouble Ooh. the top line on this wasn't like the best like I wasn't feeling like you know thought-provoking the melody like melodically it's great um I love the dynamic range and it presents the highs and lows of the group singing together and I really enjoy that when they when they have their little solos but when they get together that's where the good stuff is and it sounds like butter absolute Mm -hmm. butter um one thing I would say about the melody is that in the beginning it actually sounded like one more time uh Ariana Grande yeah yeah yeah. kind of has that the, the, the progression was very much giving me that yes. not saying that it was that but it did sound like that which is not bad it's absolutely fine uh the production is fun very disco light if if you will yeah yeah <laughs> and um there are some fun sounds with the percussion with some snaps and some claps but compared to the previous tracks this was like okay i mean i feel like they could have gone deeper with the trouble thing like i mean go past like, you look like trouble and tell me what happens once you're in it. Like, give me that edginess and a little bit less sparkle. I feel like they're at this point where they can give us a little bit of electric guitar and less synth violins. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. tell me what happens. He's trouble. Give me this person's trouble. Give me all the details. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, this is very much just like decent album track, you know, mm-hmm. like good for the album. But but that's kind of where it is. It, it, it doesn't feel like a lot of attention was given into the production like there's nothing that interesting in it for me um but I I still like it like it still brings me joy (laughs) so so yeah I'll still give it an eight how about you agreed an eight the eighth song on this album is Victorious which is a cover of Lena Headland's song which was in the running to represent Sweden in Eurovision in 2019 the song was written by Dino Medenhazek Joanna Jansen, Melanie Webb, and Richard Edwards. I do believe that this song is a positive protest song. You know, let's stand together. And it feels like a Gen X rally cry. Yes, <laughs> our generation must mm. fight whatever it is we're fighting. Some unseen intangible. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, I don't know how I feel about this one, except 
uh, been there, done that. Mm, yeah, I, I think okay. Yeah. So, so I I get the Eurovision um, ties with Steps. It makes sense, um, mm. but there's a reason this song didn't win <laughs> the representation oh, of you know representing Sweden. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like it's it's okay. Like it just feels like there's nothing interesting about it. Like it's just a little mm. basic. Um, and yeah, the lyrics are just like okay like we'll be victorious I don't know I, I don't feel the rally cry of it like it just feels very just like okay um yeah but I will say actually what I dislike the most about this one unfortunately is actually the production um I'm a little mm. confused by it, it mm. it's very muddled um I think throughout the whole album so far there's been a lot of depth we've gotten kind of the sparkles at the top you get some good bass lines going at the bottom and you've mm. got a lot of different swells of different synths and keyboards and just different things going on right this one's mm. very much just like all in the middle and, and it feels very like a low quality mp3 like oh, radio rip. yeah like it, I don't know there's something about it that just feels very like muffled and muddled um so mm. yeah the thing is I, I wasn't a huge fan of the original version of the song by mm. Lena and this I mean again they do improve upon it but yeah I don't know enough. just basic song yeah how about you yeah, what do you think it is um emotional and motivational I guess that's what the goal was but the song is very cliche in message and in tone um nothing really stands out about it right and mm -hmm. um with songs like this I really do wish that they would take a little bit more of like uh, uh melodic liberty at points like I get it's a cover but you know zhuzh it give it some zhuzh honey okay mm -hmm. um uh give me a, I don't even know how to describe it but like maybe with the way the tempo was going second verse introduce uh maybe like a a call and response kind of situation between some vocalists between the, the, the oh my God, I can't even get my mind right like between the five of them you're telling me that you guys couldn't figure out how to rewrite the song where it's a little bit more dynamic mm -hmm. um I really don't like that there are so many synth instruments like I get that it's like an EDM kind of Eurovision kind of song but like the horns especially the horns like why is it and it's just all the on the same it's all on the yeah. same like level too there's no left and right there's no like top and bottom it's, it's like, all panning yes yeah. yes yeah, yeah, yeah. there it is it's like it's just kind of just equal there's no like left and right panning nothing like that um I appreciate that the song I do appreciate that the song is not about romance though um so that's great it's not a, it's not a bad song but it's not like amazing I feel like I feel like a better song could have been written um but yeah. Hey, I mean, kudos, kudos to that bridge because the tambourines and the harmonies. And of course, Claire sliding into that crescendo. Like she vocally, ah, she she doesn't just hit the note. So I appreciate that. That was it. Claire's yeah. little note is the best part of the song. She sounds awesome. Um, and I agree. Wait, did you say little? Did you say little note? All right, big note. <laughs> I mean, I, I meant like short maybe, or I don't know, just like a small part of the song. You know what I mean? But, I'm teasing, but you yeah. know, you're, I'm totally teasing. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, and I agree. I think the harmonies again are beautiful, but like we yeah. that's the case with the rest of the album too. So like that doesn't make this song stand out any more than the mm -hmm. rest. So mm -hmm. yeah. So what do you rate this one? Uh I gave the song a six. Oh, okay. I'm gonna go six point five. Oh. They have worse songs like in their back catalog. <laughs> so like this isn't like their worst song. It's just kind of meh. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, six is pretty good. Yeah, like a D, you know? <laughs> <laughs> the ninth track on what the future holds part two is kiss of life and this was written by up-and-coming songwriters bendick moeller charlie bryce wallace and sarah ann mathis 
I think that's right. I'm sorry if it's not. And this song is about feeling stagnant and bored and needing someone to come and breathe some new energy into your life. And so I actually have a little connection to the song because one of my friends who's also a huge Steps fan actually helped get this track created and written um, because he was working with these writers um, when he got the brief for the Steps album years ago. And, and this wow. was the result. Um, this is the song that they submitted. So he actually played me the demo years ago um, wow. and told me that this was in the running for the album. And so when it didn't make part one, he was like, oh, I think they're holding it back for deluxe maybe. And so here it is which is awesome. Wow, yeah. So, is awesome. so I've known about this track for a while. So it's just exciting to like hear the final version and, mm-hmm. and, it, and, and hear the steps, you know, they like yeah. turned it into a step song, which is just cool, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, I think they did a great job. I think unlike the last track, the production is great. Um, mm-hmm. Really interesting mm-hmm. depth, really interesting build. Every part of the verse has very different production from, you know, the next part of the song. And so right. it just, yeah, it just keeps it interesting. Um, and I think they sound great as well. Lisa sounds great opening the track, really strong vocals. Um, and yeah, again, all the harmonies are great. Yeah. What do you think? Um, this, the song, now that you've mentioned that it's a couple of years old, it did give me like high school, like 2010s. Um, <laughs> it didn't go that far back. <laughs> okay. Maybe not that far back. Okay. Okay. I might, be, I might be dragging it, but it just gave me like, call me maybe with the strings. I don't know why. <laughs> Oh, interesting. I don't know. I, I like I said, I could be completely off, and it's completely fine if I'm completely off. Um, but you know, it did just. Uh, it was just. It, it was okay for me, right? Um, the pre the pre chorus was a little bit predictable with the swelling of the bass and the chords, and even the hook. Everything was felt to me unimaginative. That does not mean that it's not like sonically it wasn't mixed well. It doesn't mean that like the instruments aren't great. It's just for me, just everything progression wise, it, it was pretty predictable. Um. And uh, the heartbeat is a little cheesy. Uh, <laughs> it's a little cheesy. Um, I agree. Um, yeah, the heartbeat, especially at the one at the end, like there's a little heartbeat, like in the bridge, I think, and lead up to the yeah. final chorus. And I was like, okay, like one or two is like fine. But then they ended the song with it. I was like, okay, that's that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, like the romantic resuscitation has failed and this did not exactly give me life. So <laughs> I do have a question for you though, um, which I guess I could ask my friend too, but I'll ask you first. What yes. are they saying in that repeated hook? Kiss me in the I, I, I. <laughs> what are they saying? You're right. Okay. So I was looking at the lyrics and it says, kiss me a good night, I, 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 I. But it doesn't, I don't hear a good or a night. Uh-uh. I hear, no. I, 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 I hear, I definitely hear kiss me in the. Do you not, like, there's, it's for sure a kiss me in the. No, right. So it's yeah. like, like, in the no, already right. already like messes right. it up because at first I was like okay maybe they're just saying like I don't know something with life you know but then I, I was like but that doesn't make any sense like kiss me in the life makes no sense and then there's no like ending it's I there's no like yeah. ending consonant the littlest tongue touch to end <laughs> yeah the little tap to the hard palate <laughs> Who knows? It's a mystery. But if you all have any clue, please feel free to like tell us if yes. you know what the words are. Yes. Worst comes to worse, I will I will ask. Worst comes yeah, to yeah. worse, I will ask, but it's a little embarrassing, I think. So oh. <laughs> uh, so let's let's see if we can figure it out. Um, anyway, so what do you rate this song? Um, I give this one, I'll give this one an eight. It's okay. 
Oh, that's actually higher than I expected, given your comments. It, it was lower, but I can appreciate the production being a lot stronger than the previous track, for sure. That's fair. I think the placement of this song in the sequence actually makes it better. Um, so I will, <laughs> I'll, I'll match you with an eight. Tenth song on this album is High, written by Chris Whale and Dan Olson. It is uplifting and pure, and the song relishes in a new perspective provided by a lover. And that being said, the perspective was 90% musical theater and 10% listenability. I guess, I don't even know the word. I don't even know how to describe it. But <laughs> I, 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 uh, the ratio between reasonable, cheesy stepsness and just random ass writing from people who don't know this group is too high. It's way too high. Like the, the, the disparity is crazy. Like how, like, do you not know who you're writing for? Yeah. I, you... I, I mean, we don't know. We don't know if they just got this from, we don't know if this was like written for them or if it was just like something in a database somewhere, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I, so, so I was listening to an interview and they mentioned mm -hmm. that like, this reminds them of the greatest showman, which <laughs> I understand, um, <laughs> but I don't like that reference for them. Um, yeah. Cause I like musical theater. Like I, I've gone to yeah. Broadway shows and stuff, but I don't want step singing that. Um, I'm saying, yes. <laughs> um, it's very cheesy, mm -hmm. but it's like, I mean, steps has always been cheesy and I love cheese. This is a whole <laughs> nother level of cheese. Yeah. It's um, not. <laughs> and also it's just not on top of that though, it also oh. just doesn't fit the album. No. Like not it's, it's, it's not even like, like if they did this just for like a soundtrack or something, I'd be like, great. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, this is a dud for me. Um, yeah, um, Claire, again, you, she sounds great. All, everyone sounds great. That's yes. just a given at this point. Um, yeah. and, and I think because she leads the chorus, it does make it better than if someone else was singing it. So there's that. That's yeah. a good quality to have. <laughs> I no, I agree. Yeah. And back to what you're saying about musical theater and whatnot. Like I've I've done a couple musicals, nothing huge, but I've done musicals, and I have never in my life come across anything as ooh, I don't know, chillingly cheesy as this one, right? Um, so this gave me like Sony Pictures Animation musical theater, um, like a musical movie. Like the strings and the accents were not helping. Of yeah. the percussion and the pensive strings in between the pre-hook. That's the most musical theater sounding part is that little pre-hook. Yeah. Yes. I was expecting bluebirds to fly around me and help me with my chores <laughs> or, or maybe to venture into a new town where the townspeople are dancing and hitting just, just steps that would make Jerome Robbins quake in his boots. All right. Like I was just like, what in the world is happening? But I will say that the bridge with Lee, was it Lee singing that part? Mm. The harmony, he was holding it down. He was holding it down. Go ahead, honey. Go ahead, Lee Affleck. I see you. And yes, finally, a sustained note from Claire. Again, her voice soars, and it's truly so good. But the meaning of the song, although sweet, the instrument instrumentation made it feel a little cheap. That's just my opinion. Um, and, and unfortunately, I have to give it a pretty cheap score and give it a six. What about you? I will match you. Mm -hmm. The final track on the album is at the slightest touch. And this is a cover of the 1987 hit by British pop group Five Star, who also were a co-ed group. So I just love that they're just continuing the, that tradition. And fans have been requesting steps to cover Five Star for years. And so they finally 
delivered and it's so good. I'm so glad this album ends on such a high note. This is like everything I want from them. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, oh my gosh, they own the song. I love that. I didn't know it was a cover actually until you um we talked about until we did mm-hmm. research for this video yeah. in this um episode. And I always thought uh, at first I wasn't in the mood to listen to it, right? I just thought I don't feel like listening to a club song. Like it's a couple weeks ago when the song got released, right? Mm-hmm. Not not just this week. This week I was like, okay, let me listen to the the, the singles that have been released before the album comes out. This song came on and I heard <laughs> yo the harmony in the beginning oh my god already I was invested and I was like why the hell did I try to deprive myself of the pleasure of this song weeks ago what is wrong with me like what's mm-hmm. the actual you missed out act? on some happiness exactly last <laughs> yeah. you know two, <laughs> last week I was playing myself like ugh. and uh yeah I, I I enjoy this song um I fell right into the disco dream that they were trying to give you know um, the drum machine beats are absolutely fabulous and the pluckiness of the main melody are amazing. Again, I want to whack. I want to give you hands. I want to give you the vogue. I want to hit a dip real quick, not a death drop for those who call it a death drop still. But yes, mm-hmm. I want to give you dips. I want to give you, mm, I want to give you Steve next Tuesday, okay? And Steps understood their assignment as well because they gave it to me and Lee sounded good on this. He has a very airy voice. Um, and it, sometimes it's a little bit like more softer in tone mm-hmm. and it fits on here because the song is like oozing desire and I love this for them because they're grown so talk give me sexy give me yearning give me desire give me burning passion yes and (laughs) Faye killed that little talky bridge um they don't normally do a lot of talking parts you know in in step songs so she killed that sounds great and I love all the little ad-libs that that surround that also um Mm -hmm. and yeah I think just in general like the production mixing of this is great the synths um just exude energy like yeah. you just, it's impossible not to want to like, at least nod your head at the very mm-hmm. least. Like Obviously, this, yeah. this song just requires movement. Yes. Um, also, I think um, they did release like this video of them just like yeah, um, jumping around to it basically and lip syncing to it backstage at a gig. Yeah. Um, and it's just great to see that the chemistry of this group is, it just keeps increasing. Like it's right. pretty amazing that 25 years on, they're at a point where they're, they're happier mm-hmm. than ever, I think, in this yeah. group, which is amazing. Um, yeah. And yeah, I'm just so excited to see them perform this. And it was a great idea to end the album on like the euphoria of this. Oh yeah, indeed. I, I agree. I would love to see songs like this and like, you know, the former part of this album really make me feel a little bit jelly of you. Cause you get, you get, you're going to get to see them really hopefully soon, mm-hmm. um, you know, next year, this year, but you're going to see them this regardless. Year, yeah. Of- yeah, see, and it makes me be like, if only I was a fan earlier, ah, you know, but, you know, I will, I would love to see the, hear the stories. And if they release any kind of DVD or something like that, I will definitely be at your crib watching it. Uh, <laughs> so what do you rate this song with all that being said? This is for sure a 10 out of 10. How about you? I guess. I mean, I wanted to give it an 11, but here we are with a measly 10. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that concludes this album, other than like all the bonus tracks and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, let's talk about what song would you cut from this album? Oh, yes. The dreaded cut or keep section. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now it's in between two. Um, I'm pretty sure based off what I've said thus far, people could figure out which one I'm really just like, oh, no, get out of here. And which one I'm like, I can do it without. And I would have to say that high can get 
the stepping. Okay, how can you get the stepping? You got to go. Yeah, as I said, that's the dud for sure. Um, <laughs> but if I'm not allowed to choose the same one as you, then I'll pick the other one that's also a dud, which is victorious. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know what? Every album, well, not every album, but yeah. you know, sometimes it just, you can't get it all right. So that's okay because the highs on this album are great. Oh, indeed. And there are many in the running for the keep, I think. Oh, um, yeah. And again, when we say keep, we say like, what would you put? If I was putting it together, a set list or a playlist for someone who, who doesn't know steps, what song would I make sure to include in there, right? Yes. Um, yes. For me, it would be a hundred years of winter. How about you? Nice. Okay. Oh, kind of took the one I wanted, but it's okay because the one I like is um Wasted Years. I enjoyed Wasted Years for sure. Yes. Awesome. So what are your final thoughts on the album? I want like a serious ballad from them that isn't so dance poppy. And I feel like they're at this point in their careers where if the song is good enough, fans will appreciate the experimentation, right? I feel like they should um, at least try to give us a little bit more edgy mm-hmm. and not so dramatic, like um, theatric, thema- uh, dramatic. Um, because Living a Lie sounds like Phantom of the Opera or Phantom of the Disco, if you will. Um, I want something from them that has a little bit of electronic in there, but also just gives me something really dark where it's like, whoa, what the heck is going on? Like really just just completely shift the paradigm on spectacular music and just give us something a little bit more like, oh, and, you know that's just that's just a fantasy you might be a pipe dream at this point but um it'd be nice to hear for sure because they all sound good not just talking about claire but all of them sound great and they're they're coming they come into their own and they're getting more parts in songs so now that the guys are essentially allowed to sing a lot more <laughs> mm-hmm. use their voices they're men let the men let the men take charge on a couple songs a couple times you have to show them shame yeah <laughs> yeah, I think I think I agree. Yeah. Most of these tracks from my understanding were chosen before even the first part came out. Like I think most of these were kind of in the running this whole time also. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can kind of tell that. I, I think that's why it's a part two, right? The brief is the same. Mm-hmm. The kind of idea of the one foot in the future, one foot in the past, that whole idea. Yeah. And so, I mean, now that they're, they've done this whole transition with two albums, now they can fully step into the future. I agree. Like, definitely i think they're at a point where the fans will appreciate and embrace them Mm -hmm. stepping out a little more out of their (laughs) out of their comfort zone so i I completely agree um but overall i think it's a solid project i think it's a great counterpart to part one i think as a full project it's very strong um and and i also want to just say i appreciate all the acoustic stuff and all the remixes that they put at the end yes. as well um like the acoustic version of to the beat of my heart is great it's more unplugged like there's like drums in there but it takes because you know we had in our if you watch our our last review we didn't love the production on that one and this one is 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 great yeah. so i love that they did that as fans we're just very lucky to have two albums in less than a year like no act mm-hmm. does that so that's awesome mm-hmm. um so yeah, so I, I'm just excited that they're so happy. Like they seem yeah, like they're in a, to work. Yeah, like they seem like they're in a really good place as a, as a group. And so mm-hmm. um, next year's their 25th anniversary, right? Wow. So yeah. I expect some sort of greatest hits something. And they've already released two greatest hits. So I don't know if they need another of the same. So I'm hoping mm. like Kylie that they do like an Abbey Road orchestral greatest oh. hits 
I, that is like my dream. If anyone here is listening and from their team, that's what I want. I'm not the only fan who has said that. Um, Uh so please consider that. I think that would be really cool way to just like re-envision the songs. I'm crossing everything for you. Um, so yeah, and I also, like you mentioned, I do have tickets to the upcoming tour in a few months. Let's hope the world is okay, that I can travel. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited. I'm sure it's going to be a good show. Awesome, awesome. So what is your final rating for this album? Um, so I did some of the averaging. Um, and oh, so it okay. does round up slightly to an 8.5. How about you? I'm going to give it a straight eight. Perfect. So, Steps fans, what do you think about this album? Let us know your thoughts in the comments below. And don't forget to like and subscribe for more reviews from us. So until next time, that's Chris. That's Jan. And we are CCTV. Bye.